0: countdown, let me get right into it. Good? Five, four, three. Actually, Mike, I'm lying to you because I I forgot to unmute us over here.
1: (laughs) Oh, you are terrible liars.
0: I am the worst. All right. Five, four, three. It's the internet. You're busy. Let's do this. Welcome to the Game Speed Decides podcast. It is the podcast where we decide everything happening in the world of video games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is...
1: I'm Mike Minotti. I don't think good. Yeah, but we bring you here anyhow. Still, <laughs>
0: it, it, the quality of the thinking is not what matters. It's just oh. that the act. We, people don't want to do it themselves. You just tell them how to think. It's going to work out just fine. Uh, we're going to get into some news. We got some uh, games we've we've have been playing. Uh, first, though, I want to thank everyone for joining me and Mike. You can get more from us uh, at GamesBeat.com. If you have something to share, there's a Twitter account at GamesBeat or at GB Decides for the podcast itself. Uh there's an email as well. Gamespluspodcast at VentureBeat.com. That's the plus sign. Uh if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, we're back live. So hi, hi if you're watching. Um I should do a, I should schedule these in the future so people can actually prepare because we just like went live without warning. But um, oh well. Uh, there's an audio version of the show, and you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Anywhere where pods are caught and finally rate us on Apple Podcasts. That's what helps grow the show more than anything else. Um so yeah, Mike, how you been?
1: I've been pretty good. You know, just getting kind of, you know, we're, we're getting ready for E3, basically, right? We
0: are. That is that is uh, most of our days right now. It's just sort of uh, I mean not even just getting ready with for E3, but dealing with the spread of E three in all directions. Right. I mean, because announcements
1: are already happening, things are leaking, it's you know, typically
0: right. stuff. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's been, ha- been kind of nonstop, and, and companies are definitely taking that day in May to be like, oh, here's our game. Let's uh, put it in people's minds, and then maybe we'll reveal more stuff at E3, but let's get out ahead of it. So, yeah, it's been a lot of that stuff. Uh, but we have been finding time for a few games, so at least I have. How about you? What have you been playing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the big one I really been playing this last week was that Bloodstained Curse of the Moon
0: Yep, same here. I've uh, I've really been digging that. It's uh, pretty I'm a cool. Big fan
1: of it. Um, I know you like you like Castlevania, but you really like. Do you primarily like the Metroidvania ones? Is That's that right. fair to say?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do primarily pr- prefer those. I, they. Um, I was always fine with the NES games and and what was that you know whatever was on Super Nintendo, but I definitely fell in love with the series once it went Metroidvania.
1: Sure, and um, I, I think I got in. To the series more than Metroidvanes. I never played these like during my NES days when I was really young. Like I would, I was playing Mega Man and like Mario stuff. Like mm-hmm. back when I was like like three and four. Even Castlevania, I, I was aware of it, but it was probably just a bit too hard for me. It wasn't really until college and through ROMs and stuff that I really went back to these old games and kind of fell in love with them.
0: Mm-hmm. I uh, I so wait. So what's what's like the good Castlevanias on NES first? Like I, one I, I in,
1: oh, well, one, one and three are ones. Okay. One's like one's great, and then three's kind of like the ultimate version. Two was like the experimental, kind of 1st nonlinear one, kind of a precursor or you know precursor to the Metroidvania stuff. But it was very unrefined. It has kind, of, it's very confusing. It's got a lot more problems and, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so I I've uh, been really enjoying Bloodstain though, even though I don't necessarily love those old games. I never hated them, uh, but this feels kind of like it. I, I kept I keep describing it to people as it's like if you took Castlevania and went like halfway towards Shovel Knight, um, you know it's not as fully fleshed out as the Shovel Knight idea was, but it's it's a pretty good facsimile of that concept with the Castlevania wrapper. And I've I've just been digging. It. I'm uh I think I'm through World Six or Level Six or whatever it is. Um, it's it's pretty good. Should we kind of describe like how it works for people who are wondering?
1: Yeah, so I mean, it really does take most of its inspiration from Castlevania Three mechanically, it's very, like, like there's that Castlevania feel in these old games where right. uh, a lot of it's kind of in the the way attacks and jumps work, where, like, especially if you have that whip, it's, uh, it's it's hard to describe the attack, but, like, the jumps, you're very committed to them, right? Like, if you jump in a direction, you're not going to be able to change your, you know, in midair, uh, which way you're going. You can't, like, lessen it or right. anything like that. Once, once you go, you're going. It's all
0: deterministic. It's like, once that jump is happening, that jump is what you're doing. And uh, I, I've uh, so that stuff, that's definitely the stuff from like the NES days that I was always like, oh, I, I'm, I, I actually am frustrated by this stuff a lot of times because the game I played before all those was Super Mario Brothers, which had physics. And I, so I was like, that's what I was accustomed to. I think that's one of the reasons I've always struggled going back to Mega Man. These games just don't have physics.
1: Mega, well, Mega Man has jumped. You can change your jump you can, in man right. it's man. Um, you don't have, like, the slidiness going on in that one.
0: Right, yeah. You can't, like, you don't carry a momentum if you, like, if you run off the side of of, of something. You don't, like, carry that momentum of the run. Uh, and this definitely has that. You run off the side of something, and you drop straight down. But, I mean, it's, that is what it's trying to, you know, imitate and emulate. And I, I don't, I get that that was a, just a different thing back then. It wasn't, like, necessarily worse even if I don't like it as much. So I've been trying not to let that get in the way of like how I feel about the game overall. And it's, it's been working and I've found there's a few workarounds to that kind of stuff. Like if you do make a dumb jump because you're impatient and you're me, which I do all the time, um, you know, there's a way to like spam the character select button, which is one of the features of this game is you play as four different characters at the same time. And if you have the the vampire bat guy, you could turn into him and hit his special power real quick, turn in the bat and save it and fly back up. Um, and, you know, it holds you midair as you're like quickly switching between characters. So it's, a, you know, it's an option.
1: And that's the thing that kind of is like the twist on this compared to right. some of your, is that you can not switch between these characters and, like, whenever. And, it, and it's really neat, because they each have their own, like, abilities and strengths, but they also have their own health bars. So it's kind of this thing where, like, well, this character's health is kind of low, so let's be the other character so I don't die here.
0: Right. Um, I, I, I kind of always find myself using the uh, the wizard last. Um,
1: yeah, well, his whole thing is that he has low health, Uh, his, atta- his basic attack sucks, but he has, like, some of the best magic spells in the game. Right. Yeah, they're, they're very useful.
0: Yeah, he feels very, yeah, he's very uh, situational. Um, But, yeah, it's it's been cool, just kind of you know, figuring out these uh, these levels, they do have sort of branching paths depending on which characters you have alive. Um, I do I, I like the way the 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 health and lives system works where uh, you have a pretty a pretty recent checkpoint and you'll keep going back to there uh, every time a character dies, but you'll lose that character until all of them are dead. And then if all of them die, um, you uh, go back to a right. further
1: checkpoint in most cases, and that's only when, that's like the only time you actually lose a life. And, and that's kind of the neat thing here is that even though it, it feels like the old Castlevania games, it in some ways it's as punishing, but a lot of things right. that make it uh, a good deal easier. Specifically, uh, being able to uh, like like I said, you know, you have a lot more one ups, you have that kind of forgiveness there.
0: You die, even- you die a lot, but you don't like that your number of lives isn't just draining all the time, which is nice.
1: Yeah, it's so, it's, yeah, it feels a lot, uh, kind of a lot more forgiving. And, you know, I like to challenge you at custom but they are very hard. And I think it's fine to do it a little easier.
0: Yes, I, I mean, yeah, if you're, if, I mean, there is the casual mode as well, which I think um, doesn't have the knockback which is one of those things that's like, okay, you know, I, I think I do want the authentic experience, but it is the thing that's frustrating me a lot of times. Yeah, fu-
1: not that can hurt. And that's what, like, made, like, like some of the original Cuspidians hard was those rooms with, like, the flying Medusa heads who had, they like, there be enemies that have these really weird flying patterns, and mm-hmm. when they hit you, you get knocked off, and when you your weapon bottom, is very,
0: Yeah, your weapon's yeah. very, like, static in where it goes, so, like... Yeah, there's, like, a bit of a grind right. up to it, yeah. yeah. So,
1: in, in this game, first off, like, the weapons are a little faster. The enemy... You never have quite that many enemies on the screen, so it's much more manageable. And even, like, if you, if you hit the bottom of the floor, you actually will go to the bottom of the level. Like, you won't just die immediately, but like, just because you scrolled up past a certain point. So like, so, like these small things like that, right, make it all a lot more manageable.
0: Yeah, I, I've I've really been enjoying it. I'm gonna try to. I'll beat it this week. I'm sure. Um, I, I you know, I'll throw another one in here that I I have been playing uh, more than I did when I played it on PC. Uh, Mega Man Anniversary Collection. Uh-oh. Now that's on, that on Switch. Now there's a game. I'm a. Uh, this is this is the time, Mike. I am fully committed to getting through at least at least two and three like three
1: man best game. Ever?
0: <laughs> uh, yes, I, and I'm totally. I'm gonna play through both of these uh, like on this like sitting. I guess you know this this time that I'm playing them. But I want to try to get through. Yeah, I think all of these, especially with the rewind mechanic, it feels like okay. There's got, there's no excuse. I'm already at a point where uh, I am. Uh, so I can't remember who said this the other day. I was listening listening to another podcast and like, should you try to maintain like a pure experience from the past when you go back to these games, or can you take advantage of new features or like mods if you're playing a PC game? And it's like, well, you're already not pure because you have played so many games since these games have come out, including their sequels a lot of times, which add, you know, quality of life improvements or other improvements, other features. So it's like, don't worry so much about that. And if there's something that will ensure that you will, uh, you know, keep going, like pushing past that wall, you can always make it more difficult for yourself later. And, you know, you can always, you know, take that, take the benefit of the rewind mechanic away from yourself in Mega Man, for example. So. So, yeah, I'm going to get through all of these.
1: Good, good. I'll be, yeah. If you beat Magnus 3, let me know. I'll be. Beat-
0: I will. I will. I definitely will. I'm. I've gotten close a bunch of times. I've just never seen it through. At the you know the last Wily's Castle stuff or whatever. So it's hard. You know, but
1: you, yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is just you know like getting a better handle of the levels, knowing how to mm-hmm. beat the bosses. It's a lot of it's practice.
0: Yeah. It's it's committing time. Like I we beat um I say we, but this is like a, more than a decade ago. We finally like sat down and beat Ninja Gaiden for the NES when I lived with my friends in a house and we were all roommates and we would take turns and that took forever just because the last it's boss hard. is like a boss rush it's got like four different you
1: know, the last boss, I don't think anything is I, I, I mean maybe it's just because I play Mega Man so much more I, I think Ninja Gaiden wins harder than any of the Mega Man's but yeah might yeah, would be because I play the Mega Man game oh. so much more I,
0: it was Ninja Gaiden was cheaper like the any any sort of like walking back like a foot and that stupid flying bird would like come back it would spawn back into oh the my animals. god those birds yeah yeah it was the worst um Okay, so you have also still been playing Stardew Valley. Give me an update. What's up? Who, well, Amanda, who married
1: Amanda Winter. I'm not married, but she's uh, Haley's my girlfriend. So, All right, we're getting there. Yeah, she's the pretty one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she is.
0: Okay. All right, of course.
1: <laughs> like who? Yeah. Who? Come on. Who else do I get? But, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, Winter's interesting because I, you can't actually farm really, so it's it's a lot of building up like my 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 chicken coops and my mm-hmm. um, my barns and uh, this, doing this a
0: lot. of this is your first winter. First, first winter, and it's okay. a
1: lot of trying to like get through that, that sort of dungeon mine area because you know right. I have like extra time energy now, and that's a good way to like get the minerals I need to upgrade my, my tools. So it's neat how like this season even more so the other ones, it kind of changes the dynamic of the game in a in an interesting way that I'm enjoying.
0: So I'm right before my first winter in my save, uh, where where I kind of fell off, and I um, all summer I was just basically making uh, barley. So I can make beer during the winter. And that's so I'm going to focus on that instead. Uh, 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 barley or hops, one of those. Um, and yeah, so I think like just hearing you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? That was a that's a plan. And I have all the stuff stocked up in my house and I could just figure that out for my first winter instead. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pick that back up, get back into that. Um, are you uh how like what what's your like cadence of playing? Are you just playing a little bit each night? Or are you playing for hours at a time?
1: You know, I play I play quite a bit each night. Really, more like uh, it, it's certainly more than a little bit. I probably play for at least an hour every night. Okay, usually. yeah. Sometimes more. Sometimes I kind of get carried away.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good game. I, I mean, I, I definitely feel like maybe you and I are both in that same spot, right? At, like right at this moment in time where we don't want to take on too many massive games as three is approaching. I just, I don't want to get it. I don't want to like sink a couple hours into something and then forget about it and try to come back to it later. Uh, that's always the worst. Uh, so I haven't really been playing too much else. I'm I am still plugging away a little bit on God of War, but I just I haven't had the time for that. But it's, I, I'm thinking about it all the time, and I know as soon as E3 is kind of behind us, uh, that's when I'm really going to actually just finish that game. So that's something to look forward to. Which is, uh, I'm really happy to come to that place with that game, uh, where it's like something that I'm looking forward to playing a ton,
1: so that you don't dread.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not even. It's like just it just wasn't coming to mind before, and now it's like, oh yeah, that game would be really fun to play right now if I could just you know find an hour. Um, but we'll get to that point. All right, Mike, let's uh, let's hop into the news. It's gonna I think it'll be a pretty uh, you know half an hour, forty five minutes of power podcast right here. Um, first up, uh, so we're recording this on I don't I don't remember what day of the week it is. It doesn't matter. It's right after the leak of the Assassin's Creed Odyssey name on a keychain. So. <laughs>
1: This what is, is it about Assassin's Creed that these games are almost always leaked? I feel like I don't know. I, you know,
0: yeah, it's one of the things I wrote. There's always a ton of ton of rumors around these games, but a lot of times it's just flat out fully leaked, 100. percent I mean, Kotaku did that most of the time for the last couple, yeah. but even before that, it's always the rumors have always been spot on. So just something about this one. I mean, Ubisoft employs like 10 million people, so at a certain point, once the game gets close, everyone knows about it, and it's probably impossible to keep the lid on it, and this one, it just feels like they did a pretty decent job, but these items are apparently going out to retail and a French gaming website. Jou video, uh, was like, Hey, uh, we got one of these. We got a picture from someone saying, this is it. And we talked to someone, they confirmed. And then uh, a couple other websites did the same sounds. Here's the one conflicting report thing that is like, no one's still clear on. Is this going to follow Bayek to Greece or not? Um, I think uh, at least one site said yes, another site said no. So that's you know maybe we'll still be surprised by that. But um, I-, I think they probably should. It seems like there's no reason not to stick with that character at least f- through a trilogy in the way they did with Ezio.
1: Sure, he definitely seems like the most popular character they've done since Ezio, right? Like oh, I yeah. think a lot of people would struggle to name like the protagonist of Assassin's Creed Unity or Syndicate, right. right? But everyone knows who Ezio is, and then, yeah, people seem to like buy it.
0: But, uh, I mean, the setting, uh, how do you feel about that? Going to Greece, going to Sparta at that time?
1: uh, Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I kind of was, like, disappointed that I couldn't get into Origins because it seemed like people liked it. And I used to really like Assassin's Creed, but I just, it wasn't happening for me.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's fully your fault. Yeah. I, that that series, I think, has got to uh, prove itself to a lot of people, and I'm glad the people that did get back on it got back on and enjoyed it. Um, I was sort of in between you and the people that were in love with it. I definitely saw a lot of potential there. Sounds like this next one might take it even further, like there's going to be dialogue options. Sounds like they're trying to go Uh-oh. full single player RPG. Uh, like, maybe they're trying to fill in a gap left behind by Bioware or something uh, with, you know, but combined with <laughs> Assassin's Creed gameplay and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, matter. they definitely the, try to steal stuff from the Witcher for the last game. That yeah. was origins was a Witcher through and through.
1: Yeah. I, I liked the RPG stuff. They added really. Yeah. Some of the other things was just the kind of how bad the side quests were was, was really one of my big issues. How, I don't know. I was just kind of playing when I was actually playing the game. I just wasn't having that much fun anymore for right. whatever reason.
0: Right now I, I see that. So, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, we will likely see more of this at E3, almost without a doubt. Ubisoft has already said, like, here's our six games we've confirmed, and we'll have some surprises, and then
1: leak. Are, are you surprised it really it is like, after they went on a short break, they literally are, the next Assassin's Creed is coming out a year after the other one again.
0: That's the other thing. It's like, yeah, that is that is strange, right? But, I mean, it's less strange, I think, if it's Bayek's trilogy continuing. It feels like they could get away with, you know, one, two, three, back-to-back. Take a year off one two three take a year off or something like that but i mean games are changing a lot so maybe they don't want to commit to anything like that maybe they're feeling it out uh it seems though if you're going to announce this game at e3 now you're probably planning to release it later this year or maybe early next year at the latest maybe ubisoft will change around its, its release schedule and start plugging this into different parts of these uh, different parts of the calendar and uh have other things for the holidays instead which you know, could be interesting. Could force it to be more creative with some of the other things it's doing. But yeah, I don't know. It is surprising to me that I was expecting them to take another year off.
1: Yeah, you, you would think just you know maybe a little bit of a lesson was learned. But I don't what it is. Like, it is. Things, I don't understand how. I guess they just have a ton of people, but man, like you know, some of these AAA games take like forever. It's just weird that they could make Origins and then another one the very next year, right? Like, I understand how it happens with Call of Duty because you have, like, these three big studios trading off on it. But Ubisoft just, like, has all these sub-teams and sub-teams and teams and teams and, like, 15 different studios help make these games. So, like, the sheer force of will and manpower, it it can happen.
0: Yeah, they just – they really just have, like, a a trillion studios with a trillion developers plugging away. I mean, they got to be working on something. Like, you have to put them on something. So, like, what do we have? Well, we have the next – I mean I guess we've the next Assassin's Creed we could just put him there right and that's kind of what happens it sounds like so yeah um moving on uh yeah more game announcements or leaks uh this one was a, a full a full teaser I would say so beginning uh, the day before yesterday what was that it was Tuesday I think um Bethesda started a, a live stream on Twitch uh, and started pointing people towards it. And it was just the uh, Fallout Pit boy bobblehead character uh, sitting in front of a TV that was the, uh, you know, please stand by. We're having technical difficulties screen. And it, it said, please stand by on it. And it streamed that all day long. And only occasionally they would have like someone walk through the background and put like a, uh, a pit boy little like toy in the background or, or play with balloons. And they were being weird. And the guy with the Skyrim shirt came out and he tugged on his Skyrim shirt. And then he whispered something in pit boys ear. So they were trying to get people hyped. They were trying to get people excited. Like, what is this? What is this announcement? Um, then the next day, the, the, that following morning uh, after this, this nonstop live stream of justice, basically just this toy, they showed off, the trailer which is fallout 76 that's the official name um and the trailer um well, Mike did you watch this trailer yeah what do you I mean could you, could you <laughs> describe it for me because like I I, I kind of watched it but it was like almost like washed over me because it just felt like any other fallout trailer at a certain
1: point. uh yeah it shows a vault and uh looks like somebody had a party at some point and then it shows the back of a guy in one of the vault suits and it has the number 76 on it
0: yeah, and it's it is Vault seventy six, so that's yeah. why that's why his suit says that. Uh, what I understand is this is the first one of the first vaults to open up after the nuclear apocalypse. So it's twenty years after the bombs fell, instead of two hundred, which is kind of a, like pretty close to what happens in Fallout Four. I think it was two hundred years after the bombs fell, and Fallout Three was like hundred and fifty or something.
1: Yeah, so it's gonna be like a less populated uh, area. What and that would be suited
0: for. Yeah, it's going to be less populated, more wild, less. Yeah, and just it, like, it's going
1: to be harder to survive.
0: <laughs> so uh, this trailer did not answer what this game is. If you if you watch this trailer and then walked away from it, I think a lot of people could very easily assume that this is the next entry in the Fallout series, and it's going to be just like those other Fallout games. Oh, sure uh, it is. Doesn't seem like that's the case, Mike. It seems like instead, according to just numerous reports uh, and some like some stuff I've heard secondhand, that is just not worth like it's. That's the best I could say about it was secondhand, but so many other people have said it now. It's like okay, clearly that's what's happening. Um, they are making a multiplayer online survival game similar to Rust, uh, or if you're not familiar with Rust, maybe DayZ or Ark Survival Evolved. If, it, if none of these are ringing any bells for people these are games where you start with nothing. Uh, you have to build up your resources and then you need to build up your shelter and you want to build up your, basically your tribe. Uh, and the tribe is typically made up of other people who are also playing online and you fight for resources with, against those people and with those people and then against other tribes. And it's a, it's a pretty satisfying loop with a lot of uh, potential for a triple A blockbuster game. We just haven't seen one of these before. They've all come from these early access steam games, primarily, Um, so Mike, one of those in the Fallout universe, how do you feel?
1: Well, I don't like those games. Yep. (laughs) Uh, I don't, I don't know, a lot of this seems weird to me. The the weirdest thing to me about this, honestly, is the fact that it is actually, like, Bethesda Game Studios, or whatever they're called, proper, like, the team that makes Skyrim. uh, It's Todd.
0: It's fucking Todd. Right. Todd Howard said, this is the game I'm making now.
1: Yeah, it'd be one thing if it was, like, you know, like, oh, we got Obsidian or this these people to do this. Like, like I mean, you know, almost kind of like how they got Obsidian to make New Vegas, right? Like, right. the spinoff thing. And this almost sounds more spinoffy. Like, New Vegas was a full-on Fallout single-player RPG. Right, and This and it's just another one of those. And yeah. this immediately sounds more spinoffy and yet more official. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, well, it is just weird because they had this, you know, thing going where that studio would switch between Elder Scrolls and Fallout and you would think that there'd be a lot of money in uh the Elder Scrolls 6 right now. You think that that would have been their big project after Fallout 4 and apparently they just went right back to Fallout.
0: So, okay, so about that stuff, I think we are seeing the effects of a Elder Scrolls online game that is actually making money and is actually doing pretty well. Um as, as crazy as that sounds from thinking about that game early on. I know you put some time into it. Uh And and you know no one it didn't seem like anyone really stuck with it. Turns out Elder Scrolls has its fans that just need as much uh, Elder Scrolls as they could possibly get, and they are showing up for this game. And maybe putting out another Elder Scrolls game right now doesn't make sense because it takes away from this other thing that is doing okay right now.
1: Maybe it's hard. That that's always so weird because these MMOs can like they always just get judged for World of Warcraft, but they can make a lot of money just. Getting this kind of not small, but this very dedicated fan base. Dedicated, um, yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty sure this stat's so true. But Square Enix used to always say the most profitable Final Fantasy ever was Final Fantasy XI. Right. Like no one thinks of Final Fantasy XI, right? Everyone thinks that was a weird game for nerds, right? Like no one played. <laughs> it, I mean, it was. Yeah, but it, it made was. more money than Final Fantasy Seven or Ten. You're you ten know? money too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I guess it still just seems weird. I think maybe like. Uh, apparently so the thing that'll make this kind of work is that fallout 4 had a lot of that base building stuff built into it yes and that is just going to be very easily expanded upon for this style of game right mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's, uh, it's gonna it'll fit in perfectly i i mean i'm I, i'm excited about this because i have occasionally gotten to one of these survival games and had a really good time and it, it really comes down to a couple of things if you can uh stand the jank and you have a crew to play with that is Going to encourage you to be creative, and usually creative means being as wild and nasty in the game as possible to other players who aren't in your tribe or whatever. Um, you know, there's just a lot of potential for fun with something like this, and the Fallout universe makes sense for it. Uh, so if they can make this work and make it a, a you know live services game that is similar, uh, is making money in a similar way to the MMO, which you know would be tough because the MMO I think still has a subscription. I, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't follow it. Uh, oh, I just suppose it has a
1: premium subscription that's. Uh, optional.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So, st- still like that. Like that. That game's doing really well, and maybe this game could do something similar for the Fallout series, and give the the Bethesda teams more time to maybe uh, do. Uh, a more infre- infrequent releases of these core games, which is like, you think, well, it's already been so infrequent. Like how much more time do they need? But I don't know. Maybe they want to do a generational leap with the next elder scrolls. And so they want something to fill in the gap. And this is it.
1: I'll tell you what, it does look like this is just running off the fall 4 engine, which was already a little janky. Even. Yeah,
0: no, they're not. Ne- yeah.
1: Came out. Uh, so, yeah, this is. It's clearly not a for me thing. I lamented a little bit because I like you know big single player RPGs, but there's a. It's weird to me that like a studio that pretty much only did that is now making a, a trendy game. You know instead, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, the thing is with this is that they are making the trendy game, but they are the first big blockbuster studio to do it. So that, that like it's not. You know, it, it could be like the fortnight of one of these games. We never actually got that for the the survival genre. It was always, always, always just these these weird small teams. And and you know, and Bethesda Game Studios is not huge, but they have a ton of money and they have a ton of talent. Uh, and they had the, this uh, Austin studio that they was working on. Um, you know, for, they were working on some, Battle Cry. Some, yeah, Battle Cry. Uh, some weird MOBA kind of thing. And they're like, well, we're shutting that down. And instead of firing them, they're like, "Let's okay, you know what? Let's try something else. Let's experiment." It's just it's just weird. It's weird that the experiment seems to have turned into something that people could mistake for the next core fallout. Well,
1: that, that's the weird thing too. Is why first off, you're you have this like day long tease, and then you follow that up with really just a sl- like another tease that doesn't really tell people anything. And you they they must know that there are going to be people who aren't going to like what this is going to be, right? There's going to be some outcry. You almost feel like they should just maybe get it out there so that that kind of, like that we have gone yet, but I feel like it feels like that's what they did with Pokemon, right? Like they knew not everybody would like it, so they kind of just right. said, all right, here it is.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I I know these developers always feel like they are caught between having to uh, sell their game and always put in on a happy face. Um, and, you know, and, and caught between that and being honest with people. I mean, they're not being dishonest, but you're, you are playing up the tease thing. And this is something like I said about um, like battlefield five, like, you, you know, you put teases in your games or you do some weird thing on Twitch and you're getting everyone worked up and hyped up. And then you do this reveal and you, and you aren't just like giving, you're not making everything black and white. You're not making things so obvious that, that people can't come away confused. Uh, and that happened with Battlefield 5 where people watch that trailer and they're just like, is this, why is this lady in this game that she's got it? Well, I mean, someone in combat with a hook, that doesn't make any sense. And it's just like, okay, well, this is i mean, this is a custom players and there's still going to be other modes where you are playing through dramatic stuff that is all, you know, predetermined by the, the, the writers or whatever. And, and they just didn't say any of that. So a lot of people were just freaking out and they were always going to freak out, but whatever. And then Bethesda does something similar, I think, by just having this teaser trailer and not saying, hey, this is very specifically what it is. If you're looking for that other thing, look, we're working on stuff, but this is something new. We wanted to try something new. And also now go ahead. That Now that you know what it is, go ahead and pre-order. Instead, they were like, here's the teaser. Think what you want, but also here's the pre-order button. Like They're still selling the
1: game right now. So it's weird. One way it maybe makes sense is if, you know, um, there are, Besides, the Bethesda Game Studio is now split into two teams because they had that Battle Cry edition. There is another team working Elder Scrolls Six. At the very end of their E3 thing, they have a very small teaser yes. for that. So I wouldn't. And it's be exactly like the Pokemon thing, where it's like, "Hey, we know this isn't for everybody, but don't worry, that thing's coming too."
0: Yeah, exactly. So let's let's talk about Pokemon. Uh, you, the the, the, all of the Pokemon, um, all of my favorite little pokey boys. Why don't you tell me what's going on with this this these, these games? Because I I sort of half followed it, but I know you were uh, they made I know Jason made you play pay close attention because it's Pokemon and we got to cover this stuff. So Sure.
1: So they announced they had this big kind of press conference or some sort of event thing. They announced three Pokemon games, or well, kind of four, kind of three. Depends on your that's just You have um, Po- uh, Pokemon Block, which came out, it's basically a mobile game. It's already out on the Switch. It's coming to mobile later. It's 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 uh, not very good. And
0: Pokemon Quest, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Pokemon Quest, my bad. What I call Pokemon Block, it it has like that. Uh, <laughs> it it has like that weird uh,
0: crossy road looking feeling.
1: Yeah, crossy road, Minecrafty kind okay. of look to it. That's you know uh, that block really
0: look, right? But okay. Yeah, yeah, classic
1: block look. You know, it's it's there. Mike, uh,
0: put your camera down a little bit, just a little bit.
1: Am I lurching?
0: Yeah, a little bit. There you go. Much better. We but, just want to uh, see your beautiful face.
1: Yeah. So, I already played that. It's not very good. I could get into it more if you want to. But, uh, then the other one, the big one, and this was rumored, was Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. It's part of a remake of Red and Blue, and part of a kind of Pokemon Go like, console version thing, maybe. Uh, it's, it's very... Yeah. Sh- it's, it's hard to... It's weird because like, with, capturing Pokemon is just like how it is a Pokemon Go. You just bling a pokeball at them you don't have to battle them you don't have to like weaken them or anything but the game still does have battles and it has like complete integration with pokemon go and they sort of said look this is the very casual pokemon go thing that we're doing here
0: what what, what does that mean the very casual because isn't pokemon go already casual or is this like well, a casual link between the two what do you mean
1: that's what that's what kind of confused me yeah
0: but pokemon
1: <laughs> itself is uh not a very uncasual. I mean, you know, it's a pretty casual game. Yeah, uh, yeah like, like, Dean like, got some quotes from the guy. Some of them were confusing to me. He's like, well, not every not every kid has a smartphone. So this now they can play this. I'll be like, more kids have smartphones and they have switches. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. That's bizarre, right. So uh, I, I think maybe the idea is that this is going to take a lot of people to play Pokemon Go, but not any of the other games. They're going to be able to jump to this game. And then be ready for. And that's the other thing they kind of reiterate in 2019, like the Gen 3 Pokemon game is coming, right? Gen, Gen 8. Gen 8. My bad. Yeah. yeah, Gen 8. So yeah.
0: So okay. So wait. So it, is that what's really happening here? Like, don't like worry about like what they say is happening. What do you think is like really happening? Is this just a way to get the Pokemon Go players on Switch? That's really what the the underlying thing is, or is it just that that next Pokemon game isn't ready and they need to have something for this year?
1: No. The next Pokemon Pokemon game isn't ready because it it was never going to be ready, right? Uh, By the way, I was right about that. Like, that wasn't what happened. I did think that maybe the Switch game would be a remake of one of the older games. And it is. I thought it would be um, Diamond Pearl. So only slightly off there.
0: Right. It sounds like um, the Pokemon Company... Uh, was caught off guard by the success of the switch and they were not worried about it at all. Th- this is like older reporting now, but well, it's like they're like, that's not gonna wor- happen. We're not gonna actually focus on that too much. And then it blew up and they're like, oh shit. Now we've well, we got to make something. Even
1: differently from that, it might be a reaction to the sixth book go where they immediately want to make some kind of a con some kind of a game that could tie into that. And maybe it just so happened right. that, well, we're gonna have to make that for the Switch now. Maybe they were making it for the three DS at some point in it. It changed. I don't know, but um, and I mean, it doesn't look better than like a 3DS game, right? Like it looks, it looks all right. Yeah. That's I kind of that's part I think where I'm kind of looking at, like, oh, that'd be nice if that was a, uh, you
0: know, yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are doing. They're looking at that and be like, "That's amazing! I'm hyped for this." Uh, what? So I'm, I'm still a little bit confused about why this is going to disappoint those people, though, Mike. Like, what?
1: Well, it's because here's my here's why I'm disappointed in it. I guess right. I already think that the mainline. Pokemon games have gotten too simple, too handholdy, um, just too easy. So the idea of kind of making a Pokemon game that's like specifically even easier is, uh, and I understand maybe, you know, maybe it's not for me. Um, you know, that's fine. But, I, you know, it's kind of I mean, it- sucks to like like a franchise and be told that the next game isn't really for you.
0: Yeah, and also it's like, I mean, it was for you when you were that age. I mean, what are they? I mean, what young kids? Are they talking about like four year olds? That's what
1: like, I don't quite understand. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I guess maybe you may need to be like, what, eight to play Pokemon uh, Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, Probably would be like, yeah, if you're five, maybe just don't play Pokemon yet. Right? Yeah. I don't
0: know. What, like, like watch your older sibling play and then get into it later. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they want to hook them when they're very young, I guess. Uh, okay, so the. the Still, kind of nice to see Pokemon happening on Switch, just in general. Uh, but yeah, these are probably aren't going to be the games for people who have been playing Pokemon for thirty years consistently now, right?
1: No, now I do kind of wonder. Like, Poke- you know, a lot of franchises are very smart about, especially like these kind of older franchises, right, that have been around a generation of like keeping those older fans engaged while attracting new ones. I do kind of worry here is like they're just they're so focused on like targeting the younger audience, more casual audience. And do Is that like they're maybe leaving older fans behind? And maybe that's not happening. Cause you know, again, that other game is coming out. So right. that's fine. But I mean, it
0: felt, I always felt like the first game out on 3ds was like a real Pokemon game. And then they had a bunch of offshoots after that. Right. Or is that, maybe that's not right. I don't know, but it just, it felt that way. Um, and, and the switch is so popular with a, a certain audience of older gamers who want to game more, but don't have time to always be at their TV uh, like that is the blue ocean that that the has discovered here. It feels like that that should be your first concern is making a Pokemon game for them because um, it will only spread for there from there. Um, but I guess not. I mean, it, it's not necessary because it 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 will come eventually. I guess.
1: Yeah, it, it's I mean, I tell you what, it's probably going to sell pretty well because there is. It's weird because everybody's been like looking forward to like that first traditional Pokemon game for consoles, and this is kind of that. I guess that, that's just a weird thing, right? This kind of. The status of this game—it's kind of right a main game, but kind of not. It's confusing.
0: Yeah. No, it is. I, it's one of those. I hope they show it at E3 so we can maybe get like get a little bit more of an idea. Uh, but it's going to just. It really, it's just going to have to wait until it's out and we can figure it out and kind of see, like, do a side by side comparison with, like, oh, the end game isn't really there. It's just sort of this, like, running through the paces of the Pokemon experience, and it's it is what it is um we'll see at that point it is coming out later this year right
1: yeah so that one's kind of forget when but it's sometime during fall late fall or something so it's a holiday release i mean it's a it's a you know they have a pokemon yeah. game for holiday right oh yeah so, i mean it's yeah. gonna
0: help it's yeah and then those fans that come on board and maybe are disappointed well guess what that next one second half of 2019 the the eighth generation it, it's coming so Sam. So, yeah. Um, okay. So moving on from Pokemon, uh, here's one that was kind of, it was kind of a big story this week. I, I, I've kind of always been meaning to write about it still, but I just never got around to it. I might still put something up uh, for Friday. So valve removed a school shooting simulator from steam and called the developer a troll. So I, uh, I think there's a couple of uh, different things that are happening there that are worth talking about, but, um, let's start with the reason this became a big deal is some people spotted it. Uh, alerted people who are primarily anti-gun activists and some people who are um parkland school shooting survivors or parents of those people and uh, i know at least like one of the fathers of of someone who was killed during one of these school shootings said why is valve selling this stuff why are they profiting off of this um and it blew up from there and the and it took a couple days but then valve did did remove it and everyone seemed to be pretty pretty pleased with that from there um I, I think the reason the, the reason valve did remove it, though, or at least the, one of the reasons it gave was the developer is a troll. Uh, this is someone who has previously been banned from releasing games on steam, tried to way to circumvent that ban release this and, and now has been banned again. Um, the person has released just low effort stuff or stuff that like ripped off other games in a lot of cases. Um, I'm not sure if they've necessarily done other stuff that's like this, like provoking, you know, violence filled, ripped from the headlines, sort of like trying to get people mad sort of game before. But uh, it's definitely someone that has uh, run afoul of what Valve, even when Valve was saying, hey, we're going to open up Steam, Steam Greenlight's gone, now we're Steam Direct, give us $100 and we're going to let you pretty much put any game on, your, uh, on Steam that you want. Uh, And that $100 fee is to prevent people from saying, uh, you know, I'm just going to put, I'm going to upload everything, all kinds of trash. $100 fee is like, okay, well, you get that $100 back if you start making money. uh, But if you don't, that's $100 you just lost. So you have to be willing to do that to put the game on there. And, but even when, when Valve was saying that, they're like, okay, in certain cases, when people are being, um, you know, abusive or they are releasing something that is, uh, that is filled with copyright violations, we're still going to step in at that in those cases. Um, and it sounds like that's what happened here. I'm, um, I, 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 you know, and I. The other side of the the, uh, the other side of this is, should Valve be making money off something like a school shooting simulator? And it's like, okay, pro- I get it. I get the initial reaction. It's probably not right. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It's my initial reaction. Yeah, same. And it's but it's like okay. I, at a certain point though, I, I I just worry like okay if if Amazon had a book. About school shootings and it's not necessarily an educational book, but it was about maybe even glorifying school shootings. Would that be taken down? It's like, maybe, maybe it would, but probably not. Most of the time, people would probably just ignore it and say, well, just don't buy the book. Um, And. I think that valve made the right decision here, taking this game down, but I just i I think what they have to continue doing is what they is what they did here is treat it on a case by case basis because I, I think that there is a potential where a game dealing with school shootings could be potentially uh, educational and and help people like figure out like, ways to respond in those situations and if it's just if it's attacked immediately as a school shooting game i wouldn't want it to be like lumped in like oh well we know we don't sell those games so it can't be allowed on here i just don't want that to happen because then that freezes you know puts an ice on on the discussion and people are not willing to make those games anymore because they can't make money from them so i, I just want to make sure going forward it stays as a case-by-case basis but it's it's complicated and i get why they took it down
1: sure yeah it, it is like my whole thing is yeah, just just take it down. This one's clearly troll, and I understand why you you are generally kind of a almost all things could be on Steam kind of guy. Like you want them yeah to I regulate mean, it as little as possible, right? Yeah,
0: at this point, at this point, yes, just because it's there are so many games and Steam wouldn't be they wouldn't be able to do a good enough job. But yes, that's generally my position. It's there been their position as well, but yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, and. and because then you just, you know, improve the tools to help me find the games I do want. But, you know, then you're then Valve's not deciding what games can succeed and can't um, because everyone's on Steam, at least. And then you have a shot of finding customers. So uh, but this, you know, this game just doesn't deserve that. That's it, it, that's obvious. And they made the right choice. All right. So uh, we talked a little bit about Battlefield Five earlier. Um, I, I just wanted to read this this quote, maybe just talk about it a little bit more. Um this is from, like, I think the official Battlefield Five Twitter account. We wanted to empower player choice, diversity, and inclusion, so our players can fully customize the way they want their soldiers to look and play. Um, so, if, if you haven't seen the the Battlefield s- subreddit, not necessarily the Battlefield Five subreddit. That subreddit seems much more uh, chill about everything, mm-hmm. but the the official Battlefield one uh, has lost its mind, and you know fans on Twitter have as well, and YouTube. Um, and mostly it has to do with the reveal trailer where it was a woman uh, running around, killing a bunch of people. And she had a, a prosthetic arm.
1: You mean she had a punk robot. <laughs> yeah, hand,
0: exactly. Right? So, yes. So many people were like, oh, why, what's with this robot lady? And it's like, oh, my God, please <laughs> shut up. I can't handle thinking about someone so dumb that doesn't even know a prosthetic arm exists. Uh, yeah, that beyond th- that stupidity. Um People were just like, yeah. They're like, well, this doesn't make sense for my history, uh, which is a bullshit argument because so much stuff in these games don't make sense. Oh, you know, just don't you know, track with the history, but you don't really complain about those because it doesn't bother you. But it's like a woman does bother me, so I am going to point out why it's not fitting with history. Um, but I think the, the, the argument that they've mostly been making, the people who are upset with this game, is uh dice the developer promised that this would be the most immersive battlefield battlefield game ever um and they're like it can't be immersive if it's not historically accurate and that just doesn't i don't actually i don't see the link
1: there do you like well, is, is, that, I understand. is that what makes it immersive that, well the problem is part of this is you know using the same bullshit pr words over and over like immersive right and people right. think that that maybe means authentic and they for World War II, when they think that, they think another video game that looks exactly like uh, Bonda Brothers or Saving Private Ryan, right? Right. And this yeah. does not look like that, and you know, it's just it's off putting to these people for whatever reason.
0: Yep, and so it, it. I think this is this response right here is Dice saying. Uh, immersion goes beyond uh, authenticity and you know i think the dice absolutely did get itself into the situation in a lot of in a lot of ways by not being very explicit during that live stream and that reveal about what they meant and so yeah using a buzzword, a buzzword like immersive it gives people to uh, the people the leverage and uh, a way of no man skying the situation be like okay let's go back and see what they said and how can we use that against them um, and in this case, like they said, immersive and they said, that's the thing they kept handbrain And this is not immersive to me. Uh, but if you are able to customize your character to make it look like you and you're not typically someone represented in, in World War Two, it may still be more immersive to you. And it sounds like that is the, the path that they are going with this. And I, I'm like, OK, clearly they aren't thinking about it this way. But if they did stop and consider it like you can't like it's you don't have to necessarily just argue along the lines of, is this a misogynist and is this an SJW and who should get to have this game? You could just argue along the lines of how is immersion executed and like, is there value in this? And I think if people just did that, even just a little bit, they would be like, okay, you know what? This isn't quite as immersive for me, but I'm also going to be completely fine with it. I'm not even going to notice it by the second
1: match. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the weird thing is like, I, I, I don't think it was a very good trailer, but I'm also like, you know, not mad about it like it's <laughs>
2: right.
1: you know battlefield like 10 at this point i don't know it just seems like a you know it, it's another we were talking about sports another internet outrage machine thing going yep. for like the 50th time and like you know it's not any less old
0: yep that thing just spins up on the little stuff it's it's so incredible like a little spark it's just no matter what that that fuel is always there it, it's so front. funny
1: because there's so many other things here like you know, like they're, they're trying to, they're, the monetization sounds a lot better. Like a lot of these right. features that they showed you sound amazing. Mm-hmm. And it, man, it must must be frustrating to be one of the uh, people making this game, right? The have yeah. that be the reaction to your reveal is uh, hatred and anger.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think that, that could be the final point here is that uh, it does seem like EA has given DICE a little bit of leeway to respond to this with a bit of, Come on guys, what the fuck? <laughs> like yeah, it, right. you see a lot of the developers on Twitter, on social media and on Reddit saying uh Actually, you guys are all fucking lunatics. Basically, like, it, it, the, like thank you to all the people who are uh, supportive and, and you know saying really nice things. Or people had constructive feedback. It's been like really valuable in the face of all these people who just can't handle this stuff, and they aren't really pulling punches a lot of times, or at least they they're pulling them just a tiny bit instead of not even acknowledging that this sure. riotous outbreak is happening. Um, and it's been kind of interesting to see that because I always associate EA with being. Unwilling to address anything at, uh, at any time. And I wonder if it's like this is a strategy for them to sort of be like, ah, if we maybe act a little human about this, uh, we can come out the other side and people be like, you know what, we did overreact.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, this, and again, it just is bizarre that, I mean, especially if you went on that Reddit, people were so mad.
0: So mad. I think they're still, I mean, I haven't gone in a couple days. I think they're still just as mad about that. They might
1: have play the Battlefield game that came out like two years ago. That thing's ancient, man. Yeah. They don't like this one.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, Last thing, Killer7 is coming to Steam. Do you have any uh, fondness for Killer7?
1: I never played Killer7 uh, because people said they liked it, but they also said it was weird or something.
0: So it was in that time where it's like I didn't have all the money. I, I still don't, but I did not have enough money to like buy every game. So I only pretty much played GameCube games that were like universally praised. Sure. Uh, and then I would run a few things here or there, and I just never ran a Killer7. And Killer7 had mixed had a mixed response. So it's like, okay, you know, maybe I'll get to it someday, and I never did. Um, but it is coming to Steam now, so maybe I'll get a second chance. It, it was interesting. It did get a little bit of a... Um, a response from the emulation community because there's a one shot in the trailer that features the first person or the, I'm sorry, the frame rate counter from dolphin emulator that the emulator does GameCube and Wii Uh, it's up in the top, uh, top left of the shot. And in that same shot, the the 3d model that's silhouetted his hand gets cut off at like where the four x three screen would have stopped uh, even though the background continues to go in a weird way so it's like they clearly used maybe the dolphin emulator for this trailer right that's very funny yeah it turns out I, I talked to him nis america who's publishing the games like uh, we used it for reference and that reference shot got mixed into this trailer we won't be using this or any other emulator for the final product so um you know they could have i talked to the people that make dolphin they're like yeah if they wanted to as long as they followed the um the licensing agreement which basically just says track your changes tell us what you've changed and like when you did it and tell us and you have to just share it with everybody you're good to go so if they wanted to use a dolphin emulator to put a game out on steam that's a viable commercial alternative but they're not going to so it was it was an interesting little bit just like uh you could tell that community was like hey we've we've like reached the point where like we are preserving these games so perfectly that developers want to use them to sell the games. And that's not quite the case, but they're, but they're using it for, um, they are using it as part of their development flow, which is good. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, let's say something with dolphin. It's the only like emulator you can like almost immediately name. People are always talking about dolphin this, dolphin that.
0: I mean, it's, it's a really good piece of software. They, uh, I think in the last couple of years, uh, this someone that actually, I think someone actually passed away. Um, but she worked on it and got it to the point where it was so good. It was like such a, a leap in performance in just a matter of months, uh, that it, that it really fueled that community and they've kept coming back and improving it so much more ever since. And now it's, you know, it's one of the best examples of how to do an emulator for sure. All right, Mike, um, that does it for the news. I think that's going to do it for the podcast. Let's, uh, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, let's do it. Um, for, for E3, anything, Still, that you know, like I, i like checking in with you on this stuff. Are you looking forward to anything in particular still?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm still kind of looking forward to like uh, the big things. I think are what's Nintendo hiding? What are the things they're going to announce for Smash Brothers? And then what's what's Microsoft going to do this year to maybe kind of answer some of that criticism about not having enough first party games?
0: Let me run this one by you. Here's a, here's a rumor that I read on I think Polygon, Gears of War, real time strategy game. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see it. Because Halo
1: Wars is a big. Is Halo Wars popular? Do people like
0: that? H- Halo Wars two came out like early last year, and it came and went, and no one ever said a thing. No one ever. Yeah, I, think I think it came out.
1: Like, did that come out this year? When did it come out?
0: No, no, that's impossible. No, oh, I think it came out
1: this year. I'm gonna look. I, I,
0: I don't want to think. Bro, it maybe back.
1: you're right. When did Halo Wars two come out? That was last year. You're right. Okay. <laughs> you're right.
0: Still, so, yeah. Doesn't it doesn't, like, it <laughs> doesn't matter? Like, no one knows. Get, no, it's but
1: like, like yeah, I'm like.
0: <laughs> they're not even. They're like fine games too, and it sounds like the same developer would be doing it. Um, but I, if that's even real, these are all just. This is a very much a rumor, rumor. Um, I hope it's not that. I hope Microsoft has something else. I hope they just.
1: I tell like, you what. I I, I I would hope it's that instead of just Gears of War Five. I guess.
0: Well, I guess the, the word would be it would be that and Gears of War Five. <laughs> no. But I, I just this don't.
1: Goddamn franchise. It's
0: yeah, they gotta. Oh. So yeah, they really have to reboot that thing.
1: Um, I don't know. Yeah. I
0: can't, because I can't. I'm not going to play those games. I, right, yeah. I'm over it. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm the same way. I just want to see, what are you hiding still? I, I it, feels, it feels more and more like we're getting to the point where people aren't going to have much left to really surprise people with. So even if it's like maybe two or three surprises, I'll be
1: happy. Um, yeah. But even that feels like maybe. but well, I feel like we go that. I feel like we, 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 we've we done this last few years where we're like everything's been announced. There won't be that many surprises. And then there are surprises still.
0: Yeah, I, I think maybe it feels a little bit more stretched out this year than in the past. Even like even so. But um, yeah, you're right. There will be. I mean, if we didn't know about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that would have been a surprise, I guess. If you count that as a surprise.
1: I mean, I would have been surprised that they're yeah. one already.
0: No, it's not, the, not, not in the spirit of what I mean by surprise, but yes. I would enough
1: have, like, delighted me, I
0: yeah. yeah, it's kind of what I mean, though. Um, okay, w- whatever. Let's get out of here. Uh, Mike, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet.
1: Uh, you can find me at Uh I also do the Exploding bro Podcast every week. That's at EBPodcast.com. And I'm on Twitter at Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O.
0: And I am Jeff Grubb on Twitter, uh, youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Um, we also are putting more game videos up on youtube.com slash Venture Beat if you want to check that out. Um, and I am also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb. I'm, uh, what am I playing right now? I'm, I think I'm, I'll probably try to be Curse of the, uh, Curse of the Moon on stream tonight, maybe. Uh, if not, then it'll be over the weekend. So tune in for that. Come say hi. We could talk about E3 or whatever. Uh, And then, yeah, next week is our last episode before we head to L.A. Um, We're still figuring out what we're going to do with the podcast while in L.A. We'll probably be doing a few episodes uh, throughout the week, uh, maybe wrap up stuff through the first couple of nights, and then maybe a a big one once we get get back home. So stick around for that. In the meantime, have a good one. Enjoy your uh, your weekend, and we'll see you then.
1: Bye.
2: Mike, hey, um, why why are they making a Sonic movie with the with a human man in it? <laughs> this is a this must not be what you wanted to talk about. No, it's uh, it's absolutely what I needed to talk to you about. They were going to put Paul Rudd in it, and then now they're putting James Marsden in it, and I find this news very upsetting. And I need you to tell me what's going on. Uh, cause it's because they're stupid. They're,
1: you know, the Sonic franchise has a zillion characters, and they look at it and they're like, oh, what we really need is a human to play, <laughs> like, a cop to play off of Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: Why a cop?
1: <laughs> I don't know,
2: because they probably stole it from Roger Rabbit, and they're like, yeah, it worked. Oh, my God, they totally stole it from that Roger Rabbit. They're that's that's just making Roger Rabbit.
1: I don't know this. Why is it a live action CG hybrid? Why isn't it just like a Sonic X? Like you think that Mario movie is going to be a live action? No, no, they're
2: going they're going Mario full movie. CG. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, it just doesn't. It, I'm I'm very baffled by it. I, I mean, if if it was Paul Rudd, that almost makes sense just because he's so charming. It's like whatever. Just go ahead and make a movie with Paul Rudd and put Sonic in it. Sonic in it. Who cares? I mean, nothing okay. against James Marsden. But now it just feels I'm like...
1: not a star. It's not like, yeah,
2: it's just a bad, you know, bad
1: idea.
2: Yeah. Do you think we'd get Big the Cat and all of them, or is it just going to be mostly Sonic, um, and then they'll, yeah. they'll be in the extended universe? What, if they were like James Morrison playing Big the Cat, then this would be fantastic news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely would watch that. But if he's just going to yeah. be a, a human man... like God, I mean, is Sonic going to like... I think it's finally going to, like, make do on the Sonic having a human love interest. Oh, my God. Just make the movie where, like, Sonic and Tails have to, like, help save, like, their force from Dr. Robotnik, man. It's yeah, the awesome. story's already there. Like, it's already yeah, in. It's, it's, like, it's nice. It'll work. You have plenty of other characters to throw in. You, you can, can bring in all the cartoon live bullshit. Live. He can love chili dogs.
1: Yeah, you know, you can, even have, you can even have the freedom, like, the the freedom planet people or whatever, the, the <laughs> comic. Freedom
2: Fighters, yeah. No, like, Freedom Fighter's is another one, but it's just like Sonic, isn't it? I don't know. Why, is, that, why does Sonic need a cop anyway? <laughs> what, he doesn't what, like he going he, to arrest Doctor Robotnik. Instead of Sonic? Like you, you just make it Sonic and his companion is Tails. Like yeah, like wait, it's like is Doctor Robotnik under the jurisdiction of like some police department and like he can't Sonic can't do anything about him unless he gets this cop's help. Like, it uh, it brings up a lot of questions. Well, yeah, first off, it's clear the movie's going to take place on Earth, which itself is just a problem. It's just. That's never been a a problem for movies like Masters of the Universe and every other movie that's ever tried it. Yeah, they're basically doing the Smurfs things, right? Where, like, it was because is in it as the human. (laughs) That's what James Marston's role is this, he's the human.
1: The same as his role was in that hot movie, where there was, like, a CG bunny
2: played by that, that, that guy from Forgetting Marshall. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it just feels like, why don't they just embrace that Sonic is for furries? Like, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, we all know it, and no one cares anymore. And just, they're like, oh, well, people won't be able to relate to him unless there's a human. It's like, no, you have no idea. People are relating very hard to Sonic all the time, and you need to just embrace that that is your thing.
1: Yeah, but if you wanted to make a Sonic movie, make a Sonic movie. If you like, don't think it'll work, then don't do it. Don't like, yeah, try to make it to work. Quote, quote. Yeah,
2: very really Yeah, it, it's, bad. Oh, it's bad. All right, Mike. I'm glad we could talk about this. I don't want to push. I didn't want to publish the podcast without having this in there. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what's happening? this conversation has to be recorded. Like, someone story. died. Mike. we have to talk about it. <laughs> like, oh no. I mean, someone did die, and it's Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, he's yeah, career. Wow. Yeah, he yeah, died before. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. be uh, Hi, Mike. Yeah, you go. Hey, you enjoy right? your night. Well, i got to drive to the indoor water park now. That's right, yeah. Say hi to Waluigi for me. Yeah, so I think there's going to be multiple Waluigi. Like, a bunch of people are cosplaying as him. I think that's the idea. Oh, my God. God, yeah, yeah, you have to post pictures of that. I have to learn Instagram, so. Yeah, got someone's got to teach you. You got to take lessons. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's complicated.
2: All right, Mike, I'm gonna go. my my baby's sitting on my keyboard, so I'm gonna go get her and then let you go. All right. Have a good one, Mike.
1: Bye.
2: Bye.